What is up, everybody? Oh, oh shit. I hate when I do that. You know, like when you have your shirt off and you lean back against a chair and it's a little colder than you thought it was going to be? That makes your asshole pucker like quick. What's up, everybody? Here in my hotel room in Jacksonville, Florida. Not just a hotel room, but like, I believe it's called the Mandarin Suite. Mandarin sounds fancy as fuck. It's got a walk-in closet. Big old bedroom. Nice bathroom. Dining room table. Living room. Full kitchen. Yeah. I know it sounds fancy. It's not. I'm out of fucking Ramada. Yeah. And this is not an ad for Ramada. Trust me. Last time I was here... Wait a second. Wait for it. You know what it is. Do it. I still think I should have called this podcast Tell Me Something Good. But I think I found this song after I named the podcast. Do you know, this? the name Fairly Normal actually was the name of my um, pilot at Fox when I had a pilot when I had a, a couple years in a row I had um, a show for Fox about my based on my life and it was called Fairly Normal um, and that's why I kind of I was like well I like that idea that we're all just fairly normal because none of us are normal and none of us are you know, well some people are fucking bizarre but everybody's just fairly normal you know what I mean so uh, I that was the name, and I thought we'd switch it over to this. But tell me something good would have been so much better. Guys, I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. Yup. You know everything everybody says about Jacksonville? Well, that's, it's pretty much true. Uh, <laughs> what an interesting place, man. It's huge. It's so spread out. Like, everything is 15 or 20 minutes away. Every fucking thing. I almost bought a pair of shorts. No, I didn't. But I did do something today that I never do because it's like sticky, you know, like nut sweat sticky down here. And um, I never walk around with my shirt off like that is not mine go to. But took a little walk to the grocery store, shirt off like a native Floridian. There were people out today because it was only like 87 full on like sweatshirt and shit. They were like, yeah, it's a little, chi- a little chilly for June. Which I would agree. Usually down here in June, it's like Africa hot, you know? Oh, guys, my hair is... So, I'm looking right now in the mirror because I'm sitting at the desk in the hotel. My hair, like, is so... If you went on my Instagram recently, there's a picture of me FaceTiming with somebody who was so embarrassed what my hair looks like that they refused to be in the picture when they screenshotted it for me. That's how terrible it is. It was like the worst thing ever. It, right now, I'm, I've got it out where it almost looks like a lion's mane. It's terrible. But, Jufro on fleek, motherfucker. Can you say that? Can I say fleek at my age? I just did. So, uh, all right. By the way, when I went to, and by the way, we're on, I think, episode number three or four where I actually have things planned to say. But I could not wait! 
wait to start talking to you guys today about you know you know i have just this thing about what people do in public right like like the dude who was clipping his toenails on the plane and toenails right or people who are in public and like cough or sneeze and don't cover their mouth right now guys i'm not a germ i'm not even like a germaphobe you know i grew up with my dad my dad my dad look if my dad dropped food on the ground not at the house not at the house not in his backyard if he was at a restaurant if he was in a mall if he was at truth fenway park i've seen him drop food pick it up off the ground and eat that shit like so i didn't grow up like in a house where it's a bunch of germaphobes but as i travel so much you notice shit because you're like, oh, but everybody's getting sick. So you travel so much, especially on planes. Like from, I got from Brad Wallach, man. I remember flying with him. Dude had a little handy wipe, wiped down his entire seat. Now, uh, depending on what season it is, if it's heavy flu season, I might do that. I don't do that generally. But this is why we notice. All right. So, outs- oh my God. Outside, my hair is like, oh, I forgot to start running the. I was going to run uh, music. Hold on one second. So you guys could. This is what we're going to do a little. Shuffle. Oh, what a nice shuffle. What a nice thing. Shuffle. Shuffle with you guys recently. It's so weird when I play shuffle for other people. A lot of rock and roll. When I'm just walking down the street by myself, it's all hip hop. I wonder if my shuffle is trying to make me trying to tell me that I don't walk very cool. And to hip it up a little bit. Let it be. It's arguably... It's hard to say what the best Beatles song is. Do you know what I mean? Uh, best Beatles song this say I don't even know what era you're talking about. You realize, anybody who says they don't like the Beatles, I get it if not your cup of tea, I guess. But you're talking about a band that spanned only seven years. Seven years! That's it! Basically 63 to 70 think about that in seven years how many albums how fucking prolific they were in seven years not only how prolific they were and how many hits they had in seven years how many just fucking hits how about how many songs still are in the zeitgeist of american pop culture now on top of that this isn't foo fighters no offense to foo fighters this isn't pearl jam no offense to pearl jam these are bands that i love this isn't, you know, a band that basically sound, you know, Green Day. <laughs> Motherfucker. I got a flea that won't, not flea, one of those little gnats that won't stop flying around my nose. Um, but, uh, and by the way, I love all those bands I just mentioned. Love. But the Beatles put out over seven years, their music evolved. I mean, you went from, you know, Love Me Do to fucking Helter Skelter. Love me, dude. I got a feeling like they were all over the place and still putting out hits, changing their sound almost on a yearly basis and still putting out hits. That's not easy to do, man. So whether you like them or not, if you're not saying that they're the best, most influential band of all time, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. Um. What was I talking about? Oh, Whole Foods. Okay. So I'm in the produce section. 
I'm next to a woman. I'm looking at some apples. Woman full on has a runny nose. Wipes her nose with her hand. You know, goes to goes like thumb to middle finger and wipes her hand. And then didn't even listen. It wouldn't have been that much better if she had wiped that shit on her pants. She did not. Then she just went to squeezing apples. So whenever you get an apple, like if you're one of those dudes who just pops that shit or girls who pops that shit right in your mouth without washing it, know that Sally from Whole Foods has wiped her... Whole Foods! I don't know why I expect the people in Whole Foods. Maybe because it's so much more expensive. I'm like, well, I expect you to act more like human beings. But they don't. We're all filthy animals. We all have our thing that is disgusting to somebody else. And in this case... This woman's thing was wiping her nose and then touching fucking apples that everybody else was going to eat. You savage. There is no soul jizz on that. By the way, the term soul jizz, a lot of you seem to have latched on to. I like it a lot, man. I'm a big fan of soul jizz. Uh, but yeah, gross. You know, the more you travel, the more you realize, like... How does the flu uh, travel so quickly? Just step foot in a fucking mall. You know, that's all. Oh, how about this? Happy People by Little Big Town. My buddy's in Little Big Town. Good one. I like it. One of my new favorite songs of theirs. I like it a lot. If you guys haven't listened to Happy People. You know, it's funny. I did talk to... The guys in Little Big Town. And I don't know if this was on part of the podcast. And if you didn't listen to the Little Big Town Fairly Normal, it's just fascinating. But it was interesting to me, you know, if we go back to what the Beatles did. You know, they put out, you know, and they produced and made some songs with Pharrell. And their fans were not psyched about it, you know, because their fans wanted more country stuff. And they want their artists to do what they want their artists to do. In that time when the Beatles, you know, experimented and messed around, people were just, they were more accepting. But, you know, you deviate from what you normally do, and people lose their fucking minds. But you got to remember, everybody, the artist is just a person who changes just like you do. Like, you don't, the artist doesn't get mad. Britney Spears didn't get, you know, maybe Britney Spears isn't the right, but Justin Bieber, New Kids on the Block, whoever, their fans... They don't get mad at their fans for changing their mind. There are bands that you liked when you were 18 that you don't like now. You change. Why don't you let the artist change? You know what I mean? Like people got on them for this isn't country. Yeah, but they're different. They're, they want to try something. They want to stretch their fucking... They want to stretch themselves. They don't want to do the same shit. Ever. That's Groundhog Day. They're not saying they hate country music. They're not neglecting their fan base, but they want to try something as artists. So I'm on board for that. I'm glad that they really reached out and did that shit. Um, speaking of artists, I've been a... My wife is a Beth. For those of you guys who don't know, if you haven't seen the trailer for her movie, Forever My Girl, Google that shit and share it around. Oh my God, it's so good. I cannot wait for you guys to see it. I'm so proud of her. She's so much smarter than I am. Don't tell anybody. But she's so... Her scripts are like... It's funny when she has me read her scripts. I'm like, so I guess first note is not enough fart jokes. Um, and then next uh, is that uh, this is, uh, there's way too many big words in here. Um, I'm going to need my dictionary and my thesaurus. 
she's movie comes out and she's right now off the grid. I'm not supposed to say where she is, but she is off the grid. We haven't seen each other. It'll be fuck. When I get back on Sunday, it'll be 12 days. Oh, I can't wait to see her naked. Uh, I can't believe I said that out loud, but that's really what I'm thinking. I can't wait to see her naked. That is going to be a big fun night. And when I mean fun night, I mean it'll be at least a fun two and a half minutes. Uh, 12 days. Shit. You know, I, I, you know I, I'm not one of those guys either who's like, when you get married, you stop having sex and all that. That didn't, that was not, it's not been my experience with being married. We have more sex now than we did, I think, when we were dating because the kids were small. You know what I mean? So now that they're bigger, I just tell them to get the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, you can tell your small kid to get the fuck out too, but people really frown upon that. Uh, but you know, I, 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 there are times any parent who says they haven't said something in the moment to their kid that they wish they hadn't. Oh, uh, there are a couple things I can think of that I said, cause you're human. I remember there were times when we were living in that one room and, and, um, well, I don't know if I want to tell this story. This is really um okay i'll tell it so um it, this story was in my very first one man show that isn't anywhere online or anything like that it's the thing that got me my very first television deal it was a deal at abc uh through 20th century fox the writer was a guy named greg garcia who's still a friend of mine today but greg you know, started Yes, Dear, and, and My Name is Earl, and Raising Hope, and The Millers, and he's got a show coming out on TBS. He's also writing Jimmy Buffett's musical, which is going to be on Broadway in 2018. The dude is super talented. Super, super talented. Um, but um, he ended up getting the guy who they hired to supervise Greg and I, because at the time, Greg and I were just young kids, ended up firing Greg because he was fucking jealous of him. And he uh, wanted to write it himself. And he never wrote the script. And the show never went any further. And um, I was bitter about that for uh, longer than I should have been. I was just mad that, that we didn't get the shot because this dude was insecure and fired the person who ended up being one of the most prolific sitcom writers of all time. Um, <laughs> but um, I can tell you right now what my biggest regret as a parent so we were, I had probably kicked my ex out three or four months ago, four, three or more, four months prior. Things were tough. She, we were, she was living a better life than I was without the kids still in LA. Um, but how did you, when, you know, when I kicked her out, you know, when we lived together, she was the one who had the job, you know, initially what the deal was going to be, I'd be, I was like, look, you get a job during the day. Because you're more qualified to get a job during the day that will pay for our bills. I'll take care of the kids, pick them up at school, do all that stuff. And then by the time you get home, we'll have dinner together. I'll have made the dinner. We'll put the kids to bed and I will go do my sets and then I'll come home. That was what we had set up. That is not, if you read the book, my book, that is not <laughs> exactly how it played out. But so after I had kicked her out, um, things i was really an emotional wreck oh the next song oh i know some people hate this dude 
Dave Matthews crash into me. If you don't like Dave Matthews, that just means you don't want to admit it in public. That dude has so much music. There's no way you don't like a couple songs. There's just no way. It's like uh, somehow be- liking Dave Matthews became not cool, almost like it was Nickelback. Um, all right, I'm going to try to get through the story. If you can't tell, I'm kind of avoid it because I haven't thought of it in a long time because I'm super embarrassed by it. And, and um, it was a tough one, really, for me to reconcile um, with myself. Uh, but, um, you know, it made me realize how imperfect we all are and how all you can do is your best. You know, uh, there was a time when I used to tell people you know, if I might refer to someone as a bad parent or something like that. And I, this moment really, I really tried to stop after that, after this particular moment, because I think most people who are considered bad parents are just the best parents that they can be. Does that make sense? They're not, they're not setting out to be bad people. They're not setting out to be bad parents. Most people who are considered bad parents are just doing the best that they can do. Now, that necessarily, they may not be fit for it. I know a lot of people who love their kids, just not fit to be parents. They're the best that they can be, which unfortunately for the kid is not good enough. But so I, 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 oh, come on. The Cure, the Love Cats. Give this a little Valium. So, um was in the apartment one day and the apartment was a fucking mess and and you know there are some days guys where i had to decide and i'm sure anybody who's ever been a single parent or even a parent in general knows that like you between the day between taking care of the kid working cleaning making sure everything's set you can look up and it's 10 p.m and you're like where the fucking day went i didn't do anything for myself so there were times uh, when I was in there, and we called them the luxury apartments. When I was in the luxury apartments, um, when I made I made conscious decisions where I was like, I can't go full days without doing something for myself. So I would be like, okay, the dish, the sink's just going to be dirty until I wake up tomorrow morning. Well, it was one of those days where everything was just going bad. Um, one of the toilets had clogged. Well, one of the, the toilet had clogged up. Um, there was our, our the refrigerator had broken so shit was the kids kept opening up the refrigerator i'm like guys things are gonna start melting and, and water started to pour out from under the fridge you know the the uh because it had gone out the night before so the freezer was melting and you know um jakey was super sick so he was just crying all the time screaming he had these ear infections that just were relentless you know until we put those little tubes in his ear. They were relentless. And a poor guy. Um, and he would just cry, cry, cry. And kids were running around crazy. It was one of those days where they weren't getting along. And they were just screaming at each other. And um, Jakey's crying. And I'm on the phone trying to get the refrigerator fixed. And trying to get somebody out to unclog the toilet. Kids are screaming and hitting each other. And. Um, I was like, guys, you got to stop. I turned on the TV and they would fight when I was turning on the TV. And um, Caitlin, God bless her. She was the best trying to help me. And uh, I turned the corner and she was holding Jacob, balancing him up and down. But she was so young. So if he was like one and a half, maybe two. So she was what, five. And uh, I go, Kate, 
please don't pick up your brother when I'm not in the room. Like, I don't know what's happening. Cause she was running around a little bit and I was like, you're going to trip and fall with it. You're going to be right on top of them. And I was like, please don't do that. And I asked her one more time, please don't do that. And, um, and then, uh, I was on the phone with the guy, the plumber who was like, man, I'm not gonna be able to get out to tomorrow. I'm like, are we just going to shit in this? The kids don't know. They just keep piling shit in the toilet, dude, and flushing it. And it keeps going over. And it was just one of those days. And so I'm in the kitchen and I turn the corner and Kate is holding Jacob about to walk outside on the patio. We were in one of those apartments. So we had a sliding glass door. And as she was walking outside, she he was in front of her and she stumbled a little bit and didn't want to fall on him and just let him go. And he fell in the back of his head, just bam, and just whacked on the, you know, the, the metal, what do you call it? What you slide the door, the glass door up and down. And I had never before and have never since ever hit one of my kids, but I, I smacked her, not like in the face. But I would, that's not, I'm not hitting her in the face, but I did whack her and, uh, definitely harder than I should have. And, uh, it was a really telling moment for me. Um, because you could just see the fear in her face and, you know, this was somebody, her dad. I could just see it. I could see like a little bit of the trust leave and a, and a little fear enter and and uh it was um it was a really human moment, man, where I I learned a lot about myself and and I learned a lot about you never know you never know what somebody's day has been like. Not excusing my behavior or anything like that. Like, you know, I, it it was one of those things where I was like, I got to stop looking at a moment in time and judging somebody because I didn't, I didn't walk their shoes the day leading up to that moment where they would not, again, not justifying anything because it's terrible. And I don't know how many times I've apologized to her for it. Little fallout boy, everybody alone together. Um, so... Wow, just a lot of really popular music coming up on the shuffle tonight. I don't mind that. But it was a uh, was quite a moment for me and and um like I said I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about like just remembering that you know, they're kids. They're kids. And at the end of the day, Kate knew I was on the phone. She knew I was on the phone. She knew he was crying. So she was trying to walk out. So she knew I was having a bad day. So she was trying to walk out on the patio for me. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, you know, I, I really believe the kids are born 97%. This is, I got to just break for a second because it, I get super upset every time I think about you know, that's my little girl. It was that's a 
Yeah, really tough, tough, tough day and tough memory for me. But one, I'm, I do try not to push down and do try not to forget because there were a lot of important lessons that came out of that day, you know. And so um, I I don't know what I was just saying. Um, oh, kids, born 97% good. This is my theory, born 97% good. And it's your job, as good as they're going to be, by the way. Nobody's born racist. Nobody's born misogynist. Nobody's born with hate. Most people. You know, they're sociopaths and all that shit and shit happens, right? Ah, never named Soundgarden. What a great album this is. Holy shit. But I think they're born like, you know, 97% as good as they can be. And your job is not to fuck them up. Your job is not to put your shit on them. You know? Your insecurities, your fears, your hatred. Your job is to let them be them. Yeah. Believe it or not. Besides the fact, like, I let my kids pick everything they wanted to do or say or accept their sports teams. I've told you guys that story that day. Look, we put Jacob in a Catholic high school because I was like, we're Jewish, but you should learn about different religions. My daughter, when she was 15, told us that she was dating her best friend named Savannah. My oldest son joined the military. We've got all, I don't care. You do what you want to do. And he's, I would say, pretty hardcore conservative. I'm okay. We're all allowed to think differently and have different ideas, except... The day Jacob came home with a Kobe Bryant jersey. And I was like, hey, man, that shit is not coming in the house. You can pick your sexual orientation. You can pick your religion. You can pick your political party. You can pick your social views. You cannot pick your sports teams. I'm just sorry. That's just that's the way it goes. He tried to walk in. He was like eight. Tried to walk in the house with a Kobe Bryant jersey. I was like, that's not happening. You don't leave that shit in the, in the front yard. Like, mm-mm-mm. But, um. I don't know how I got onto that, but, but yeah, everybody, that was, that's maybe one of the hardest, that's got to be my toughest memory for me. I, it's just one that I'm so ashamed of. Um, but being ashamed of it is exactly why every now and then for me, it's important to go back and remember it because that's where that's my learning moment right there, man. Um, on on the bigger and better and more positive so psyched to do the roast everybody so fucking psyched having some people help me with jokes writing some nice jokes on my own guys and if you're in boston or in the area the roast is on the 22nd there are a couple tickets left on the 21st at laugh boston 21st the night before there's a josh wolf and friends show now i can't tell you exactly who's going to be on the show because I'm not allowed to. But you should probably be able to figure it out considering who's going to be on the roast on June 22nd. And that show is free. We're doing it for free on Wednesday night at Laugh Boston. You probably should show up for this. Oh, one of my favorites, everybody. Jewel, down so long. Oh, we are we're hitting some pretty mainstreamy songs today. I like it. Um, but yeah, you got to come. I can't. There's a couple jokes. 
I have to, th- that I cannot wait to fucking tell. Oh my God, everybody. I can't fucking wait to tell these jokes. But so if you're in Boston around the time, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I got, I don't know if you guys may, you probably follow me online if you're listening, but, um, this dude, so I, Ross Matthews sent out this tweet that J-Lo retweeted me. And, you know, one of our little inside, not inside jokes, but one of the jokes I always, we always do with him is anytime he mentions somebody in pop culture, I always say who, or if on his podcast, if he says, who sings this? I always just say Katy Perry, right? So he said J-Lo retweeted me and I just sent back who? And J-Lo fans apparently are like believers. They went crazy. They were like, you fucking hag. You, you know who she is? Only the most if powerful entertainer of all time. You're just mad that nobody knows who you are since you stopped tussing, sucking Chelsea's dick. That's my favorite. Everybody's insult is the same one. Nobody knows who you are now that Chelsea's. Well, apparently you know who I am because you know I was on Chelsea. So <laughs> that's not true. Uh, but it also is like people like you wrote Chelsea's coat. If it wasn't for Chelsea, it, nobody would. That's maybe that is, maybe that is true, guys. If it wasn't for Chelsea, maybe nobody would know who I am. But I was making a living in Hollywood years before Chelsea hired me on her show. Years for me, guys. It's not about being the most famous. That's my favorite thing about those insults. I'm making a living and and, and a nice one. I'm not rich, but I'm not poor. I'm making a living doing what I love. So you can try to throw whatever insult you want at me. And the thing about Chelsea is funny. They're like, well, if it wasn't for Chelsea. Guys, no matter what, you you went to a job and you're, you interviewed at a job, right? So somebody gave you that job too. It's the same thing in entertainment business. Now it's up to you to perform. There were a ton of people who were on Chelsea's show who, who didn't make it because they didn't perform. It's just like any other job. Every job. Now, some is a little different, you know, new podcasts and stuff like that and stuff. But most jobs, somebody's got to hire you. And then it's up, not just in the entertainment business. So, yeah, did Chelsea push us to the forefront? Absolutely. Am I grateful? Fucking absolutely. But is she, she, did she write my jokes? No, she didn't write my jokes. Did she tell me what to say? No. Were there other people who went on that show who went on the show? And it's all up to it's all about whatever you do with the opportunity that's been given to you. So and that's the same for everything. And so it's so funny to me that that's the insult, that the insult is, well, if it wasn't for nobody knows who you are. I'm like, well, dude, then why are you on my page? Um, It's super funny. And I enjoy trolling the trolls. I know a lot of people are like you got to fucking let it. What do you mean? That's my favorite. I grew up with three older brothers. I, I love getting in people's heads and just fucking living there. Are you kidding? One of my favorite. Oh, come on, everybody. Are you not listening to her? Courtney Barnett. Oh, she's so good. Um, let me just get into one more thing and then, uh, and by the way, just thank you so much. I've been getting so many amazing messages about this podcast. And I know we don't have huge numbers. And when I say he, we, I mean me. But 
more important to me because you know I've told you I'm not really I don't take ads out for this show and it's more of a diary and I I like in a way I like the fact that it's small and I really do speak a lot of talk a lot of to a lot of you guys one on one through online and but let me just say that out of anything I've ever done I get more personal heartfelt messages from you guys about this show and what it means to you <sighs> that fucking gnat is back that is why I keep doing it not only because I like it but it really makes me happy that it's it's touching some people that's so cool guys it's basically the reason that we do this shit so thank you for the messages keep them coming last thing I want to say after all this fucking Trump and Comey shit that's been going on. Isn't it bizarre how there can be one... Everybody's watching the same thing. We're all... It's not like Comey gave two testimonies. One test... He went once. Testified once. Isn't it weird how the two sides have taken two completely different things from that? Isn't it weird? Isn't it weird that... The two sides seem hell-bent on destroying each other, but they've completely forgotten about us. Isn't it weird that everything they say has to do with how bad the other side is and nothing about us? Isn't it about fucking time that we tell them we don't give a fuck what you think about the other party? Not one lousy fuck. We know what you think. Stop telling me what they can't do. Tell me what you can do. The fact that the Republicans are still talking about the election, you won. Tell me what you're going to do. And the Democrats, look, I'm not a Trump fan. I don't think there's any way in the world he's smart enough to collude and make shit work behind closed doors with the Russians and not let it get out. Dude is dumb. You know he didn't encrypt his fucking phone. He's He's really reckless and fucking lazy when it comes to secrets this dude now the people around him i think there's no doubt somebody had some probably some inappropriate but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter we should not be sitting in here in the country reveling in the fact that you know or 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 or, 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 or trying to figure out did trump know did trump i don't give a fuck okay we 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 already think he didn't know you know what bothers me more? Less that. Let's let's for sure get into who knew. But let's actually just focus as a group, as Democrats and Republicans, on the fact that a foreign government attacked the United States. This is what they wanted, guys. Fuck, Putin is sitting back there jerking off. He's so happy. He He had a shitty little hand, and he played it, and it worked better than he could have possibly imagined. We're just sitting here arguing with each other. And there are people in America who trust Putin more than their other party. There are people in America who think Putin has the best interest of America in mind. I can't. Uh, Maroon 5, if I ain't got you. Come on. I wasn't sure how much I was going to like Adam Levine. I saw him at at uh, Howard Stern's 60th birthday party, play Purple Rain. Dude fucking crushed it. Anyways, 
Um, diamond rings. That's my thing, guys. Is that I don't give a fuck what side you're on. And history has shown that if you did something wrong, it, it's going to come out. Okay? But can we focus less on each other and more on the fact that we're being laughed at around the world? Can we, can we, can we focus less on hating each other and focus on the fact that, look, you may not call it war, but this is modern war. Disinformation, uh, um, them chiseling away at our democracy, them chiseling away at the foundations of our democracy, making us question them, them driving a wedge in between countries in Europe and us in NATO. Like That's what they've been working on, guys. And it's fucking working. Like, they're making them... Russia is a weak little country. They got no money. All I'm saying, the f- I, I, we know that they meddled. Now what? How do we stop that shit from happening? How do we stay above that shit? How do we, how do we stop it from happening again? This, this is how poisonous our, 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 our political spectrum is right now. Obama knew about it during the elections but didn't say anything because he didn't want to be accused of being bipartisan. That's how much we're pointing fingers at each other. Another country attacked us, and he was so scared about what Twitter would say. He was so scared about what Fox and CNN would say. He was so scared what Trump and Infowars would say. He didn't fucking say anything. He didn't want to seem like he was being prejudiced. No, you were reporting the fact that a fucking foreign... Anyways. Anyways. We just have to focus on that shit, guys. On what's important. What's important. You know what's not important? What's not important is what Eric Trump said. Who gives a fuck? It's not important. You know, Trump's tweets are funny. Not important. They're not important. We already know who he is. He's a child. Not important. Uh, um, There's so many things that are not important. You know what's important? Another country attacked us. And half of our country is okay with it. Because of the poison that's been spread. Half of our country is like, well, because it was bad for the Democrats who are Americans. That's what gets me. Half of this country is okay because it somehow they think ended up in their favor. Nothing is in any of our favor as long as we're not solely. Oh, hold on. Well, this is one of my favorites, by the way, guys. Off of my favorite ACDC album, Let There Be Rock, Overdose. That's what's not okay. Anyways, I'm rambling, and I got to go. I got to get to the gym. You know I like to do a short little podcast here for you. Um, oh, this is such a good song, guys. Without a doubt, my favorite ACDC album. Thanks to Dean Del Rey and Joey Coco Diaz for pointing this one out to me. Fuck, what a killer this is. Two more shows tonight in Jacksonville. I'm taking a month and a half off. If you're in Dallas, tell the motherfucker. I'm going to be there July 28th. ComedianJoshWolf.com for tour dates. Prince and the Wolf on iTunes. I got some really exciting things coming up. I still can't talk to you about them because I'm not allowed to. But, um... I hope you liked it today. Yeah. Little Bon Scott. 
This dude's voice is like, bring it. Here we go. Uh. Oh, shit. No, this dude is like, this, this, this album makes you want to fucking fight at the same time. Have a great weekend, everybody. Later.